All right, coming up in the uh, in about 20 minutes, we'll check in with Curtis Crabtree, all things Mariners and Seahawks OTAs. How's his golf game? Uh, more, on of the, more on Monday, your nominees. Send them in at 49451. You can also uh, tweet him, Jason Puckett 20. Hashtag more on Monday. 206 says the guy who texted you about Mousegate, he's a moron. <laughs> that's it. Now we're turning our listeners on each No, other. that's the best part. Someone yeah. has nominated himself for cookie salmon on the grill on Saturday. They overcooked it. Just yeah. too chewy and nasty. Couldn't it's, eat it. Yeah, salmon's the worst when you overcook it. It's tricky. Salmon pork chops. I, I got the salmon just at the last uh, possible second, too. If I'd waited like 20 you almost, seconds, you almost it would have want been. a little raw inside. Yeah, yeah almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost Love like a little it. sushi thing. Yeah, of course. Hey, I, it, it appears to me here that you're straying on the show, Puck. I'm kind of disappointed in you, although I must admit it's a very fun... Well, oh. I thought you were loyal to the poll question that we oh. did every day at Gasman 206, but, uh, but you appear to be taking I, a poll from Como News. I love here. the Como News Daily Poll. The Como News Daily Poll says, according to a recent survey, one in three married women says she would change this about her wedding if she could. What is it? And Jason Puckett has responded with, husband. Yeah. Which has got to be the answer, right? I mean, one in three would say, oh, I'd marry a well, different what guy. Re- what would it really be? I'll just, we'll just steal it from Como because they have the best What What could it be? Uh, what would they change? Well, I don't know. With the women in our audience, how many women do we have listening right now? I have, I have no idea. Location, can, make it smaller, the guest you, list. The colors. You, the yeah. colors, guest list. I think list. it's husband. I think Puck's husband, right. Husband. Open bar. How long have you been married? Uh, since September of 2016. So, so you're still it's still blissful love over at the Feltz house. Oh, absolutely. And Buck's been around for a while. I've been yeah. around for a long time. There'll come a day when you go, yeah, it would be the husband if she had a choice. Nah. Yeah, oh, yeah, there, it's coming, what Jackson. You're, the, what the, makes you think you're so special? What would the woman complain about? What I think would I, the, what would the married woman complain about that she would change about her wedding? I I, I like the people that are getting size of the, the maid of honor might, speech. I've been to some well, weddings, man, where the maid of honor that, that has been just a train wreck. And here's the thing. You know, we went as a society, and boy, this is going to mm. sound, I'm, I'm going to rail against something yeah, I can't do it, change. rail. We went as a society from giving what was called, you, you youngsters in the audience, it used to be called a toast. Yeah. And it was supposed to be maybe 30 or 40 seconds, and it was a toast to the couple. It's not your life story with one half of You're right, man. I've been at those where it's like it's like 30 minutes listening to somebody and then in third grade we were walking down oh, the hall yeah. and we it's, said we'd be besties forever. It's like, it, oh my god. It's gotten too, it's gotten too long. It's uh, ridiculous. I went to my niece's wedding a few weeks ago. The the best man delivered. I thought now it, it was long, but it was hilarious. A, a good, the okay. guy was a great storyteller and he had a great it was a great punchline at the end that something that he had wrapped up in the beginning of the speech. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. It was hilarious. It was a great. It was well told. One of my by this guy. One of my favorite best man speeches ever. And I don't even know who the guy was, but it was at T Man's wedding. Remember T Man? Sure. Star T Man. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Tepper's wedding. He, uh, the best man is. He's up to about fourth grade when Tepper finally just says, "That's it. You're done. Give me the mic. Let's cut the cake." <laughs> I mean, the poor guy. But it's like, come on, guy. It's just you know. I mean, you gotta have. You should have a go to. Go to toast, and it should not be about your life. It yeah. should be, it should be, you know, yeah. a a a a. I was at I was them. at one where the maid. Uh, I gotta do Come on, I, I, be I, careful. I hear this well, now. I gotta be careful with this, but actually, you know, so much time has passed, and actually, the the couple is no longer together. So I think. It's oh okay. hell, tell it, it all. Doesn't matter. That was at one where the maid of honor basically in her speech. Mm-hmm. Admitted to her love for the husband. Oh no! Who they had nice. 
That's nice. Screwed around a little bit before. Oh, that's good. Oh, and no. it, it was an all-timer. An all, I, where one woman shouted out, because she had been had a couple of cocktails, and shouted out during the speech, another gal that was sitting by us. Which is a kind of a funny story, which was kind of my ex-girlfriend, but I was there with my current <laughs> wife, which was great. But we were all friends, whatever. Shouted out, awkward! That's nice. Wow. Uh, That's good. Oh, it was, uh, I mean, you could sense it starting. Well, you know, so-and-so, I liked them. And uh, sometimes I wish that I was up here. Uh, it was, it, it got bad. It did got you bad. have a go-to toe? Were you ever a best man? Uh, no. So no, did you? Did you yeah, have no, you have you been a no, best man? No. Uh, I've been a groomsman who gave a toast, yeah. but yeah, yeah. yeah so, you gotta have a go-to what, toast. You gotta have one, and it's, yeah. it's gotta be simple. I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, according to recent survey, one in three married women say she would change this about a wedding if she could. I said husband. Well, maybe we'll see. They usually uh, they usually announce this uh, later in our show. All right, uh, we got Curtis Crabtree coming up at the uh, bottom. The Mariners are in first place. We got the MLB draft today. The first two rounds are today. The M's pick fourteenth in the first round. They got the fifty-fourth pick. Uh, Gas will be releasing his uh, major league base. Baseball mock draft at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I who's yeah. tell you who's got number one, yeah. number two, number three, number four, number five? You'll be shocked who he has the Pirates taking. Yeah, it's it's uh, and no it's, one else has it. It's going a different direction, certainly from what Pirate fans have come to expect in the mock. Game two of the NBA Finals goes to Golden State last night. It was just a it was a blowout. Really not that much of a, an entertaining game. Game three is Wednesday. Uh, six o'clock in Cleveland. Uh, Curry couldn't miss. Clay played hurt. Hell, Clay was he was supposed to play. Was there a second of that game where you thought Cleveland could win? Right, no, I mean, it's, it's brutal, and I mean, not maybe they can snag one at home, but man, did the air go out of that balloon at the end of game one? Yeah, no, nah, no, I don't think there was even when, even when they were getting like, God, because I mean, at, at one point, well, the first half they shot sixty percent, and I think what were they up by eleven or twelve at halftime? And I'm thinking, man, you know, Cleveland's got to feel pretty good about only being down by eleven, mm-hmm. and Golden State has shot like sixty percent, and they shot something like thirty three percent in that first half. And they're like, oh, you got to feel kind of pretty good about that. But then they just, no. Never once did you feel that there no. was there was any doubt that they were going to lose from, that game. From the minute yeah. the event happened. Because at that moment, it looked like, hey, Cleveland may be in this thing. And from that minute on, they've never again looked like yeah. it. Uh, what else we got? We got OTAs June 4th through the 7th. Uh, mandatory minicamp is June 12th through the 14th. Uh, what else we got? We got Washington, okay. Florida State, game one of the, uh, the Lady Pups. Have you, have you been game enjoying this? Series. Have you been enjoying the little softball action? No, I, I haven't. I haven't watched any of it, but it's good for them. But I found out you could gamble on it today, so now I'm interested. Yeah, why not? I'm it's sure. a run and a half. Washington favored by a run and a half tonight. Fantastic. The over-under is five and a half runs scored. Does anybody know anything about the Florida State Seminole? Uh, softball team. Can you text Softy? Because he's now big into this. So Softy will have something. Does he have a scouting report I on the women's Seminole team? did read something earlier this morning when I was reading an article that said that they don't have their best players available. So oh, well, they, what, Why? How come? How come they're not available? I, I didn't get Rob the liquor store? Yeah, Let's I, make something I, up. I, I X'd the article out before I finished it. Sorry. Wow. Uh, I mean, the Pesky baseball team? God, I mean, how many other teams are in this thing for Washington? My gosh, the, the baseball team, well, they're going to play Cal Irvine in the Super Cal Regional. State, yeah, Cal State Fullerton next weekend for a spot in the College Is World Series. Is it Fullerton? Series. I say Irvine. Yeah, yeah, my no, mistake. They're the same? Let's just say they're the same. Is it? I don't, I don't know. I think Irvine and Fullerton are two different places. And, I think there's two different schools. And the Husky basketball team got revenge on the UConn uh, basketball team as the, they beat the UConn baseball team. Every time That's I look up, the Huskies are playing Connecticut in something. Yeah. In in an important in an important way. Do you like the way the the NCAA men's tournament goes, where they do this? The, the first round is this eight round eight team or four team rather double elimination. Then they go play a. I think it's kind of cool. Then the next round is called know. the super regional. They go play one team in a best of three. 
Then they all go to Omaha, the eight winners, and they play a double elimination tournament until they get to the championship. I don't know. You don't care, do you? Well, I just I don't pay attention to it, so I don't I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I guess I, it's I mean, fine. I don't, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Here's what doesn't make sense to me, okay? It seems like, I'll say this about the college baseball tournament or mm-hmm. whatever, it seems like it goes on way too long. It's it's weird. It's yeah, late it in the off. year always. I mean, a lot of these schools have been done for a, a month. Here's what doesn't make sense is that the Cal team that the Huskies are about to play, they beat the number one seed, Stanford. Now, the Huskies mm-hmm. are the higher seed than the Cal team, but just because the Cal team upset mm-hmm. Stanford, they get to host. Why wouldn't the higher seed host? Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I, these I, are all questions. we got to find out a line uh, next week on that Cal State Fullerton game. But the Huskies, Lady Pups favorite tonight by a run and a half. Four o'clock on ESPN and also on KJ 1090. We're airing the game on KJR 1090. Softy will have pregame at 3.30. Wait, wait, wait. The softball game? The, the softball game is on 1090 KJR. No kidding? At 4 o'clock, pregame starting with Softy and Fane. They're breaking it down 3.30 to 4 o'clock. X's and O's, strengths of the game, strengths of both are, are teams. Are you telling me the truth here? This game is on 1090? Yes. Right? Well, that's, exo- on 1090. that's great. That's fantastic. It's on 1090, and I've told you, Softy's got pregame at 3.30 right here on 9.50 KJR. And then we got game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 5 o'clock on 9.50 KJR. Caps up two games uh, to one. Curtis Crabtree, all things Mariners and Seahawks. Uh, we'll find out uh, the latest on the EMs and the Seahawks with Curtis Crabtree coming up next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. The Moron Monday. Send in your nominations for the Moron of the Day at 49451. Puck and Gas back at the Carter Volkswagen studio. Got game one of the softball championship on 1090 today. Yeah, we own 1090. We bought it. How about that? Four o'clock. Game one of the three-game series, 3.30 here on 9.50 KJR. Softy and Fane will have the pregame coverage, getting you set for the softball championship that's on at 4 o'clock on 10.90. Also, Stanley Cup Finals, they resume play. Four, no, is it 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock? 5 o'clock on 9.50 KJR. Caps up two games to one. They say there's nothing like a game four in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's a little bit like game three and not quite like game five, but there is nothing quite like... Well, I... Game Quattro. Did read today, whoever wins, what was it? It's not whoever wins game four. Whoever goes up three games, well, no, it wasn't whoever wins game four. I'll find it. You don't know what you read. No, 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 I did. I read something. about over there? Whoever wins game four has like won 31 consecutive series. Is that right? Something crazy. Something crazy like that. Well, Vegas better get a win tonight, I would think, if they want to uh, extend this out much more. Although I say that, and teams come back from 3-1. Not all the time, but it happens. Uh, one of my great Sunday treats that I like to do uh, mm-hmm. before, right after, right before I go to hot yoga, is uh, I like to uh, open up the Sunday paper. I love the Sunday paper. Do you now? Yeah, I'm a big Sunday paper. Yeah. I like to look at all the ads and the sales. But the first place I go to is in the northwest section. I don't even go to the sports first. Not even the front page. I go to the sports section. I go to the northwest section first. You're going to rant and rave, For do you? Rant and rave. Rant. Boy, there was a good rant this weekend. We need more rants in rant and rave. And, and, by, and by the way, I if, want all rants. As long as we're talking about uh, things we'd like to see in the Tides, yeah. uh, I know I live in a rural area, so I don't get the late scores sometimes. Could we get a box score? From yesterday's game in my paper today, is that asking too much? That's really, as, as you say, the, it's a great reason to have the paper. I thought the deadline is like eleven o'clock. I was they, they had a when game I woke story up on Saturday that they had the game story for the Friday game. Yeah, they had, thirteen innings. They had a game story uh, uh, today this morning, but I'm like, where the hell's the yeah, box score? They got box scores for every other game. Like, put a box score for the M's in. So it's the first place I go to is the rant and raves, and mm-hmm. I just wanted you know me because I love this this thing of the paper. I just want all rants, and and thank you to Hawkman Forty Seven who sent this to me, but I read it anyways. 
uh, the rant to, to my favorite Major League Baseball team. Our Seattle Mariners, of course, after seeing too many of the younger players throwing their bat after striking out. Remember, there is a younger generation <laughs> watching you as role models, as any Little League coach would remind you. Hold on to that bat. Walk away with a look of determination. That's right. That's right. You you guys stop throwing your bats over there. Stop that. throwing your bats, Mariners. Uh, joining us on the uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline, man who never threw his bat, our Seahawks, our Mariners reporter, Curtis Crabtree. Hi, Curtis. What's going on, guys? Uh, another man. Uh, how was that? How was that weekend of games? Uh, it's fun covering a team that, that uh, consistently is winning. Yeah, I have never covered a Mariners team that has consistently won quite like this. So um, it's a little bit different experience for sure. I mean, heck, you know, I mean, I've been with KJR since 2008. You guys can all do the math there, what they've been like since that. So um, there's only been a couple times where they've been in fringe playoff contention over that span and no time where they've been 15 games over 500 by the first week of June. So it's a little bit different, that's for sure. So you're saying 2008 is when you start, because there's this long list of things. We were talking about this the other day. 2008 oh. is a sports year. The Huskies went 0-12. The Mariners uh, uh, spent a million or spent $100 million and lost 100 games. First team ever to do that. The Holmgren's last year was a disaster. Uh, the Sonics left town, and Curtis Crabtree started at KJR. That, that all happened in 2008. That, that's the best thing to happen. That's the one good thing yeah. that happened. Well, hey, everything turned around from that point. That's so right. I nah. definitely got to take credit for it, right? There it we was go. Right. It's the Curtis effect. Are you going to get after this whole bat-throwing story that Puck was just talking about? Can you go through the clubhouse yeah. and talk to the boys about not throwing their bats you after they strike You can't throw a out? bat. The, as someone said in the rants on the Seattle Times on Sunday, Curtis, the, the kids are watching. <laughs> I want bat flips. I want all oh. the bat flips. Oh, he wants all the bat Personally, flips. but that's oh. me. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually, the couple of years I played Little League, I actually got in trouble for throwing bats. Not that well, I did it intentionally. It would be the fact that I would swing through the pitch, and then when I went to run to first base, I would basically just chuck the bat up against the fence or what, and I was like nearly hitting people with well, it, not realizing it. So yeah, it can be painful. That. We've got a kid. We've uh, you know we got a kid on the hot lava on the hot lava undefeated T-ball team that when he hits, when you're where we are, we do teach him just lay the bat down and then run to first. This, this kid will throw it. And it, uh, we've come a couple times. Uh, I might have to wear a cup because it's been awfully close. He, he's he's oh, winging it. Oh, off, awfully close. And those kids could put a lot of heat on a bat without realizing sure, it, right? Sure they can. can put a little speed on that thing. They sure can. Yeah. Uh, what was your what was your takeaway? I mean, I wish could. Each game was had a great storyline to it this past week. And Friday, you got the Hanniger walk off home run. He hits it to a part of the ballpark that it was amazing that he hit it there, being a right hand hitter. Uh, and then you got Saturday with Marco Gonzalez, who just continues Curtis to have a have a great season. I guess we can talk about all three of these. And then yesterday, Felix. It was great to see Felix be able to turn in a performance like that. Yeah, and uh, additionally, on top of that, you had Edwin Diaz come off a couple poor outings, including the one Friday that allowed that game to get the extra innings, and then come back with two really clean saves on Saturday and Sunday to get right back on track as well. Um, certainly you know, to take care of a team that you should be better than and, and you know, find a way to win all of those games despite not having a ton of margin for error right at the, at the current moment because they're not exactly scoring so many runs that they blow teams out of the water, but they're finding ways to win these games anyway. So um, all three of them basically went the same way. And, you know, I, 
sitting in the ballpark Friday night, it, you kind of felt like the Mariners were going to win it at some point in time. Once they, once they can get into a team's bullpen, you feel like they're going to do enough at some point. The same thing with the game yesterday against Blake Snell, despite the fact that he shoved it up their backside for six innings. You felt like once they got to their bullpen, they'd have a chance to do something, and that's exactly what happened. So um, they're finding ways to, whenever the door is cracked open for them to kind of squirt through it, they find a way to get through and get the wins that they have available to them, and that's how they end up right now where they're in sole possession of first place in the division, which is kind of crazy to think about. A lot of things to talk about in terms of Felix Curtis. Let, let's start with a guy who you, everybody knows, him, but, but you, you can overlook these guys as, as a season rolls on. You know, the pitching coach, Mel Stoudemire Jr., has been, you know, he's been working with Felix. There was some stuff in the paper about this. Everybody's been down there has seen it. And I mean, they're, they're trying to transform Felix into a different guy. And so who better to focus on than the pitching coach? And, and yesterday had to make them all feel pretty good. And who knows if this is going to be what we're going to see going forward. But just the idea that, that maybe they're getting some light at the end of the tunnel. And then you look at his whole season today. It hadn't been terrible. It's only, it's only iffy by his great standards that he's set. But it was nice to see him yesterday perform the way he did. And it was nice to see them get him a win in the kind of game he usually loses. Yeah, and that being said, there, there's a couple teams, obviously in the division, that see him pretty regularly that have kind of figured out a book on him where they're, you know, Texas being one of them. They're a team that he really struggled with right now. And Houston, it, with as good as their offense is too, and they've kind of got a similar book on Felix and I think that I think Texas does. And those are teams that kind of give him some real troubles in addition to just the first inning struggles he'd had recently and all of that. But certainly when you can fight your way through eight, in, eight innings of work yesterday and manage to keep it to just one run on the board despite getting into trouble a couple times where he had a you know, pair of runners in scoring position uh, early, in, early in the inning, uh, bases loaded one out situation at one point or another and get out of those situations without allowing any more damage than, than he did, it's certainly a positive step. Now he's going to have to build upon it and see if he can start to put these back-to-back and, and that sort of thing. But you know, after his previous start um, last week against Texas, um, you know, he said he felt he was he, he was disappointed and felt that he was disappointing his teammates because, you know, the only two games that they'd lost over the last turn of the rotation were his starts. And, you know, I think he, he wants to be a real contributor to a, the best team that he's been on since he's been in Seattle. And I think uh, – you saw that desire sort of come out in that game yesterday. Well, that's got to be tough for him, too. And, again, Curtis Crabtree, our uh, reporter here at 950KJR, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, the famous Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Got to be tough for him to go through this, that he's not – okay, let's remove yesterday's start. It's not like he's had these great starts that he's contributing you know, greatly to this baseball team this year yet they're having this unbelievable amount of success right now that finds them in first place this late in the season for the first time since, what, 2003. It, it's got to be a real hit to the eagle for him. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's still kind of coping with learning how to be the pitcher that can succeed with his stuff the way it is now. I mean, it seemed like his fastball was topping out at 89-90 yesterday. He doesn't have the, the dominant fastball that he used to have, but he needs to be able to locate it. And he struggled to do that from time to time, and that's hurt him. Um, certainly his breaking stuff still has great movement and all of those things, but if you can't locate the fastball to work everything off of that, then it kind of changes what you can do up there. And he's kind of he's still struggling with that from time to time. But certainly yesterday he was able to put together enough of 
um, an outing to, to go eight innings deep and help them out a little bit, considering the fact that they had the extra inning game on, on Friday and um, all the, the, the relief work that they'd gone through over those couple of games um, in the middle of last week. I think they had back-to-back games where they ran multiple bullpen arms out there on Thursday and Friday, heading into Gonzalez to start on Saturday, and so that gave them a little bit of a break as well. Um, and then with the off day, everybody should be fresh for this two-game series in Houston. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all important, and he's still working his way through it and trying to figure it out, but certainly the work that he did with Mel Stoudemire seems to have had a positive first impression here, and we'll see if he can continue to, to take strides in the right direction. And, and like I said, I don't know how much this ends up meaning about something, but as as he moves forward and tries to find what his new confidence will be and what his new – I mean, I love his demeanor about this. I think if you just look at him, he just he, he doesn't look like a guy who feels like this is going to overwhelm him. He looks more like a guy who's who's going to be able to figure it out. But but as you see him get a win yesterday in a game where he pitches his tail off and is behind. Have we heard this story before with Felix? Oh. And and lo and behold, they score two runs right there in the eighth and, um. and get him. That's got to infuse him because he's been so cool about never complaining about that. I mean, right. there's almost a side of me that wishes he would have complained Se- about Seager it. Seager went up to him after the game yesterday, and I know Curtis was there, and they said, "Hey, you're you know." Yeah. We're happy. I'm happy for you yeah. because you've been in this position so many times right. where you've given us a start like this, and we haven't come through for you. I'm happy for you that we came through with you today. Yeah, we still owe you about 900, but we got yeah, you that's one. True. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But you know, you know, Chris, I, yeah. I like that from a confidence standpoint for Felix. Yeah, I mean, there was one pitcher on the field yesterday that got quote unquote Felix, and it was Blake Snell. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the sort of game that Felix has been losing. And, you know, Blake did you just pull the? Co- did you just? Are you in bed? Did you just pull the covers over you or something? You like you went real? <laughs> no, you went real quiet for a second. All right, I'm just wondering. No, no, I, maybe if I no, I, I okay. Maybe I put the. Th- I don't know. Maybe I put my thumb over Curtis, the whatever, speaker or whatever. You don't have to no. explain yourself to us if you're sleeping. It's, <laughs> it's all right. Chris. It's 11:30. So, I'd be taking a nap too. I, I was saying there was one pitcher that got Felix yesterday, and it was Blake Snell, who was terrific. And, um, you know, he really gave it to him <laughs> for six innings and had, you know, what was struck out the first seven he faced, eight of the first nine. And um, the the at-bat that Denard Spann had were the, the first guy that didn't strike out for them. I think he ran it ten pitches deep and kind of helped, you know, they they, they built up Snell's pitch count to where he was never going to be able to go, go the distance or anything like that. Once they got him out of the game after six innings, they were able to, to get uh, Jose Alvarado there in the eighth. But, um, he was terrific yesterday, and they didn't have much of a chance against him throughout most of that game, and then they were still able to find a way to win it. That's a game that the Mariners don't win in the past. No, not even close. You got it. Uh, one last thing before we, we cut you loose. What about uh, OTAs this week? Is is today open? What's open this week for us? Today is open, and Thursday is open, which is the last uh, last day okay. uh, of OTAs. And their, their, their mandatory mini camp is next week. And then they break for the rest of the summer after that. So um, that's the the rest of the Seahawks schedule here before training camp gets going at the end of July. Uh, obviously, the veteran minicamp next week is the mandatory one that we would expect guys like Earl Thomas and Frank Clark, who have been staying away from it, to be at. But we won't know that that until they're actually out there. If so it'll be interesting to see. If they're not there, they're fine. What a day. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll make sure I have that number before we we need that next okay, week. Re- report back immediately. All right, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Text text puck. He really wants to know. I this. just want to know what the fine is. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. There yeah. he is, Thanks, Curtis. Boss. Curtis Crabtree 
Joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, talking Mariners, talking CX OTAs uh, today. Uh, yeah, you going to go down to the OTAs today? No, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be heading north. Actually, I've got a, I, I have a, a whole. Well, I got to update the the baseball draft thing. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to do my baseball mock draft, or do well, you want me to the go to OTAs? Baseball mock draft. You're releasing the baseball mock draft today, right? But I could update it. I mean, there, there's guys sure. move my my sure. my uh, uh, scouts around the country yeah. are reporting back to me. And I've got to let them know what I think, and then they got to let me know what they think. Baseball draft is today. First two rounds today. The M's have the 14th pick in the first round, the 54th pick in the second round. They are they're projected in the mock. I can't believe people do one. I can't believe people do a mock draft in the NFL. Yeah, I right. can't believe people do a mock draft in the NBA. I don't know how anyone puts together a mock draft in Major League Baseball. Like it's one thing with the NFL and the NBA a little bit, but like especially the NFL because mm-hmm. those guys are all in college for three years. Right, so you know, you've got the, a little bit of an you idea. You know these guys, and yeah. everyone's kind of heard of these guys. Right. These guys, and I, who like Jim Callis, and who's the other guy over at MLB Network? I think it's Jonathan Mayo, who I we've had on before. He's great. The, these, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, because they're not only talking about college players, but high school guys. Right. Like, how do right. you know anything about these dudes? I mean, you got to really work scouts and and, oh. and work up opinions. But there are guy Callis has been around forever. Okay, he's been doing for yeah. He's been a, a, a guy who's been a, an expert on this forever. So they got so they got the Mariners taking a, a pitcher out of Stenson University or Stenson Stetson College. Stetson or Stenson Stetson. Stetson, yeah, Stetson. Do you know where that's at? That's in Florida. There you go. Home of the Hatters. So you know, you know all this. Home of the Hatters. I knew a guy who played basketball. Because you put together your mock draft. That's right. Well, I'm on top of things. So here it is. Here's that stat. I I found it. I wasn't making this up. When leading a best of seven Stanley Cup final series, three games to one. This Mm -hmm. is why it's important for the Capitals tonight. 32-1, and all-time record. Only one team has come back from 3-1 yeah, down to win a Stanley team. Cup. I would have thought there'd be more than uh, that. Let's see. Teams that take a 3-1 series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals have won 31 consecutive series, 32-1 all-time uh, since it went to a best-of-seven series in 1939. Wow. So the Vegas lose tonight. The uh, the Knights lose tonight. They're out. They're done. Hey, speaking of math, which yeah. you were just doing there, I've, yeah. I've got a little fun math for what you. Uh, take a guess at this. Take a swing at this with your big, giant Jason no, Puckett brain. That's no, no, not big. Tomorrow night will be the 100th meeting of your Seattle Mariners and the despicable Houston Astros since really? the Astros joined the American League. Now, they played before that in interleague play from time to time, but in terms of a regular division opponent, it's been, uh. it started in 2013. Tomorrow night will be the 100th meeting. How many of those do you think the Mariners have won? Out of the out of the ninety nine that have been played so far. Oh my god. Ninety nine problems and an Astros win ain't one. Thirty-five. That's about what I would guess. We'd both be a little shy. Forty one. The Mariners are forty one and fifty eight. Now here's where it's interesting. The That's first great. the first two years. Because remember good. we were all first so two years, we were pretty good. Ten and nine yeah, both yeah. years. And then it's just been they've been kicking our asses. Since since uh, the last three seasons, the uh, the Mariners are twenty one and forty against the Astros, yeah. and they're six and seventeen the last two years. I mean, it's really been, been I mean, including they've, they've, into this they've, year. They've, they've just owned this. They've owned the Mariners. Yeah, they've absolutely owned them. Well, that's a great stat. So, so tomorrow's one hundredth. Tomorrow is one hundred. Now you know again. It's it's you know. I've been, I, I'm happy with a split. If they can go in there and win a game oh, sure. and keep the momentum going, I mean, be thrilled with a sweep. But let's let's take baby steps. The here. best news, the best news is they could get tomorrow's game with Paxton and Keiko. I don't really like McCullers versus LeBlanc, but hell, uh, Frenchy's Le- been great. Yeah, Frenchy's LeBlanc's been, great been fine. Year, so maybe maybe he throws maybe he throws a great game. But I'm just saying, if you're going to pick the two games out of that, 
I'm thinking Paxton tomorrow has got the best odds of winning against uh, against Keiko rather than LeBlanc against McCullers. But hey, whatever. No, it's fun to think that they've got some arms that they can throw against that incredible yeah. rotation, and, and you can feel like, hey, okay, maybe. I don't hate our matchup here. Uh, from the 406 on a more on Monday, uh, uh, a nominee gas, guys that feel they need to walk around without a towel in a gym locker room. More mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Hashtag more on Monday. That's somebody from Montana, so uh, they're very modest Yeah, in Montana. well, Montana, they have different rules in Montana. Yeah, you, you wear a towel in Montana yeah, uh, at all times. Uh, all right, we have an update uh, from Mr. Unlimited is back. You thought Mr. Unlimited was going to go away? But no, Mr. Unlimited is back. He's uh, he's back on social media. Also, uh, we talked about this story last week or a couple of weeks ago. I think it was last week. Uh, Lord of the Skies update. Well, I'd love to get you on the preacher man. Right, yeah. Who wants, his, who wants his people to buy him a $54 million jet. Right, I got to buy one of those too. I told you. Yeah. I got, you know, we had a long flight home. Renee says, hey, I need a $54 million jet. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear how I'm going to do this because I'm just going to do it the way he does it. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Is that supposed to be like that? That was like an abrupt cutoff. It was like, yeah. by the preacher. Boom, now back to 950 KJR. Here's Puck again. That's how it was designed. <laughs> I felt like that doesn't that didn't sound right. I don't know. That I don't know. It's a moron Monday, Puck and Gas with you. Nominees welcome 49451. Latest one coming in and more on Monday. Hashtag. You can text me at 49451. You can also tweet me, Jason Puckett 20. Anyone over 15 years old who brings a baseball glove to a baseball game. And this category also includes anyone who has a custom jersey with their name on it or anyone who goes to a sports game wearing the gear of a completely unrelated team. I'm not sure why. I mean, that's, it's, uh, those are all interesting things. I'm not sure it makes you a moron. I mean, taking a glove to a oh. game. That's not really moronic, baby. He just says anyone over fifteen. Well, why? why who determines that there's an age cutoff for that's, anything? It, why can't we stay hey, kids uh, for our whole life? These are all nominees. You don't have to agree with it. You can say uh, you're you don't get a vote. Gas. I, well, I, I, I'll just sit over here and silently protest. More that. on Monday. So he throws it. Uh, someone wants so, <laughs> Graz. Any comment on the Chevy exact that wrecked the pace car? Somebody thinks you're Graz. You, you'll have to get a hold of Graz if you want an answer for that. Did somebody happen to the pace car this weekend? Uh, yeah, they had uh, they had a guy driving it in Detroit, and it's a little trickier driving a pace car on a road course because oh. it's not like an oval where you just floor the thing and keep turning left. Uh, and he yeah he, he crashed it. A lot yeah. of votes. A couple of the last two votes coming in for Cavs fans. Cavs fans are bitching and moaning about the officiating. You know the series isn't going your way when right. that's all you complain about is, is the officiating. Well, I told you my favorite NBA memory of the postseason has been when I, when I turned on the TV, Golden State and Houston were playing, and Golden State was up about 42-1. to 1, And I said, what the hell with this? And I went out on the front deck, and I'm just listening to music and relaxing, and then I look on Twitter, and I see Niner Nate is complaining about the refs, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll bet Golden State has blown that lead. And I came in, and lo and behold, they had. I think there's only one game, I think, in the history of all sporting games you can complain about the officiating. You know, it's Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals 1993. I think it's the only time you can That's complain. the only one. You, you wouldn't complain about Super Bowl Forty. Uh, Super Bowl Forty you had a lot of stinky calls. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, yes, but you know why I become more mad about that game? Why? Is the stupid tight end. Right. The, yeah. the stupid, dumb tight end. The mm-hmm. officials didn't didn't get in his way of dropping balls ever left right, and right. Right. And the defense and Ken Hamlin that year, just, you know, uh, yeah, the officiating uh, was bad, but I don't know if it was the – I don't think it cost him the game. but It, it didn't help him any. But, yeah, you know, I've, I've always said, I mean, people get tired of this, but, I mean, really, you know, you've got to somehow make the officiating not True. a factor. Yeah. 
You know, because there are games where the refs have a bad game or where you get a bad call or something goes against you. You've got to figure out a way to not let that be a factor. Gas, you know this. Uh, game, uh, what number is it? Game number three of the NBA Files back on the air on Wednesday. We'll have that for you tomorrow. Game four of the of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. Five o'clock right here on 950 KJR. So if you're driving around, we have game five. Excuse me. I keep saying game five. It's uh, game four. Game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, 5 o'clock tonight right here on 950 KJR. And then, if also you're driving around, uh, game one of the Husky, the the, the uh, Lady Pups against Florida State, the championship, softball championship, game one of that on 1090 today. You're home of Husky softball. And good luck to them. What they've done over there is if they can, if they can win, they win two champions. What was their first championship? Was it 10? 09. 09? I and mean, that's an amazing run that, that she's had, that Heather's had up there as, as the head coach. So 4 o'clock is uh, the first pitch for that one. And, and 3.30 is the pregame show with Softie and Dick? 3.30 is pregame. They're going 30 minutes commercial free, 30 minutes straight <laughs> Husky softball <laughs> talk starting good. at 3.30. Why yeah, wouldn't you? From a couple it's of softball guys. It's the story of the day. Yeah. the story of the day. Hey, uh, back to hockey yes. for a second. Can you imagine this? I'm not giving up on Vegas right yet, but let's say the Capitals win tonight. Okay. And then let's say they win game five. They'd be the first team ever to clinch a league championship in the greatest party city on earth. Oh, you imagine if they God. clinched the Stanley oh. Cup finals and you're in Vegas? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd, it'd be fine. The Capitals are ready for it. What'd be awesome is uh, the Capitals victory parade is being postponed another four days while we try and get them dried out from the party I mean, in well, Vegas. Think of the, the endless options you have for yourself. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, they, they could be the first team ever to win a championship in the city of Vegas and they're yeah. on the road. It's just, you know, uh, that'd be, that'd be something. Their party would be, would be oh, legendary. I'm pulling for, I'm pulling for the Capitals. I want to see Ovechkin get a, get a, uh, get a Stanley Cup. A championship. Do they get rings in hockey? Yeah, sure. Do they get rings? Sure. Right? They get championship rings and all sure. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd like to see him get it. All right, uh, Mr. Unlimited is back. I don't know if you, you probably didn't catch this over the weekend, uh, but we thought Mr. Unlimited had gone away. And he's they, not. He's uh, around? Well, initially he had gone away for a while. Like he, he, he debuted Mr. Unlimited, the, right. of course, the, the alter ego of Russell Wilson, which I don't think he understands what an alter ego is, but that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But it went away. And then he did it, kind of went away for about a week or two, but no, he came back in vengeance mm -hmm. uh, this weekend, and we didn't know this. He speaks several different languages. Well, Unlimited. Unlimited. Who is that? And how do they say that in French? Unlimited. Okay, okay. Pate. <laughs> how do they say that thing in Fiji, bro? Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What do they say in German? Unbegrenzt. Oh, sure. Spanish? Elementaro. Yeah, Elementaro. <laughs> I thought the first video was cringeworthy. This one's worse. I mean, can you imagine me to the car go, what are we, are we going to talk about anything that makes sense or can oh. we just be quiet for a while? I, 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 I'd have my headphones on. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a good guy for them because I'd have my headphones on. I wouldn't be paying oh, attention to anything. Man, yeah, no, that was his one. That was Sierra in the back that did the, the first one. His driver, because you know, when you make a certain amount of money, you can't drive yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was his driver, apparently he's from Fiji. And then the, some gal from Germany in the back. Hey, and I'll tell the you, German what, lady was I mean, fantastic. Was I can't, beautiful. I can't tell with your sense of humor if you're if you're mocking him for having a driver or not. That's the first thing I'd get if I had money. That's the a first driver? thing I'd, I'd get. A, you betcha, I'd get a driver. <laughs> I would just, I don't want to be responsible for getting me anywhere. I want you to be ready to go whenever yeah. I need to go somewhere, yeah. and you're going to take me. I would you. love. Hey, you're be, probably I, right. I think it'd be the most fun thing. I think the two most fun things about being president would be a, you never get to drive, and then b, having to learn how to drive again after eight years. 
You can have little Obama behind the wheel of a car or, or Bush when he left. Drive anymore? Right. And at that point, you're like, well, I, look, I took eight years off. I'm just going to. I ahead want and, the private jet. Yeah, I want the private jet. But yeah, I guess for someone to drive you around, sure. I think that'd yeah. be a, a good thing. But you, you can have a road soda, and you all. That's right. Well, there's that, but it's just the idea of, hey, man, I don't have to worry about traffic anymore. It's your fault. True. You know, if we're in, in the, you got to pay attention to traffic reports on. Chris the radio. brings up something great here on Twitter, and I, I don't know, Chris. We'll have to we'll have to figure this out. Can you have? Can we need to have a poll? Maybe this is tomorrow's poll. Who is Mr. Unlimited's Mr. Unlimited's arch nemesis? Oh, that's a there good one. Go. So tomorrow, that's, that's our, a good one. Chris, we'll give you full credit tomorrow, Chris. That will and, be the poll question tomorrow. Who and, is his arch nemesis? And feel free to volley in some suggestions, too, yeah, on any of our lines. Because oh, the, the more we can get you to do our work for us, the better the work will be. I'm not going to have time to get to, to Preacher Man, to uh, the, the Lord of the Skies. Well, maybe we'll update mm-hmm. that later, a little bit later in the show. But but anyone who is concerned about the, the Preacher guy, from I think he's from Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, wants to, he wants his people to spend $54 million on his, uh, his private jet, which would be, I think, his fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth private jet. Whoa, whoa, he's already got four private yeah, jets? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's the best part of the story. He I already has that. four of them. I really had some sympathy for him when he just wanted uh, one private jet. Because, uh, again, I mean, who wouldn't want a private but, jet? It makes your life yes, easier. Yes, he needs another one. He, he does say that I don't have a fleet of jets. The audio is priceless. Yeah. All right, so we'll have an update uh, on that. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. The other great news here with uh, Lunch with listeners coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes is we have four pairs of tickets to our favorite battle at the Boat 116 at the EQC. Giovanni Mioloto, Mioletti Cabrera fighting in the main event. I think I nailed that one. Giovanni Mioletti Cabrera. So uh, we'll give tickets away also to that. Uh, four pairs of tickets. Battle at the Boat 116. Neil Scott's got headlines for you, though, in five minutes. Elementaro. Yeah, elementaro.